G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, September 11. I'm John Barker of Winning Post. Joining me as usual, Dynamite Dan Nuttall, a jackpot, Joel Marshall. Well, Dan, it's uh, Girls Day out, Girls Day in, in fact, at uh, Flemington on Saturday, the launch of the Flemington Spring. As of uh, the highlight is the Maccabi Diva Stakes. It's also the Let's Elope Stakes, plenty of quality mares. As I've written in the publications this week, uh, mares haven't had a great record down the years in the Maccabi Diva Stakes, probably because many of the better ones are running in the Let's Elope instead. But Tafane and Inspirational Girl are high up high up in betting uh, regardless. It does look a wide open affair, though. It certainly does. It's uh, shaping up to be a cracking contest. <clears throat> um, Fox Plate winner at the top of the page and Sir Dragon A. And then you, know, you touched on the mares having had a lot of success in the race. But um, I think they all three of those uh, mares, Stefani, Colette and Inspirational Girl, are winning hopes. Um, then you just added the fact of the, the boom horse incentivised first up for the Moody Camp. He's obviously in the Cups path. Uh, his form in Queensland has warranted him to be purchased, um, uh, to be sent here to, to Melbourne to contest these big races. And... He's first up and seen plenty of support throughout the week. So um, plenty of storylines in the race and shaping up to be a cracking race and a, and a cracking day's racing as well as with the Let's Elope and um, a couple other races on the undercard. And Joel, the female gender hasn't had much luck down the years in the run to the Rose either. And that's going to continue on Saturday because there are no fillies in it. Uh, to be run, of course, at Kembla Grange. Um Rose Hill still forbidden at the moment, although there is some light at the end of the tunnel in New South Wales with the announcement that 5,000 will be allowed on course as soon as the state hits 70% double vaccinated. Do you think the move to Kembla is uh, going to have any effect on the run to the Rose on Saturday? Yeah, well, there was, a, there was sort of some murmurings about the Kembla track a couple of weeks ago that, um, you know, perhaps wasn't completely up to scratch. I didn't think there was too much... Wrong with it looking from a... Yeah, Freddie. Freddie was saying, yeah, we can't be running group ones there, wasn't he? Yeah, and I think Team Hawks, um, they scratched a remark from the San Domenico. Uh, You know, they were sort of a bit, um, you know, a bit worried about the track. But, yeah, they've got to run. They've got to run remark now in the uh, run of the Rose because they're running out of time for the Golden Rose. Still no announcement on that meeting yet, but um, I guess, you know, only two weeks away. So I don't know what they're going to do with the Golden Rose, whether they're going to run it at Randwick. I don't think they'll take it to Kembla being the Group 1 meeting. But this is obviously the big lead up for most of them. Um, Converge and Animo, two big guns that we see resume. A few of the others we've seen once this prep stay inside. Well, he's got to bounce back. He was a bit disappointing first up. Captivant was excellent. Remark was excellent in defeat. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the, the two uh, kicking off their campaigns, Animo and Converge, really shape up. The market certainly likes both of them. Yes, indeed. Well, we've got plenty to get through on the podcast today. We've got uh, ooh, seven, seven black-type races at Flemington for a start. So that is where we'll start, and we start in race two. At 1.05pm Eastern, it is the Exford Plate, 1,400 metres, set weights and penalties for three-year-olds, Joel. I've gone with seven, Halal. He's the only horse in the race that isn't, um, you know, incredibly poorly treated at the weights compared to Artorias, who's obviously the class runner being the Blue Diamond winner. Halal is, uh, you know, he should be getting four kilos off him. He's only getting two and a half, but uh, that's not too bad compared to the rest of the field. 
be a bit forgiving for that first up run at the Valley. They sort of went along at a good tempo. He got taken off the bit. And whilst he didn't really savage the line, I think he's going to be better than better with that run under the belt. Blinkers go on 1,400 second up. Uh, he had the Group 1 form as a two-year-old. So I think uh, he is going to be a big improver. Uh, one, Artorius, logical uh, favourite. He was super first up in the McNeil. He's going to love 1,400, you can imagine. Uh, two lightsaber, he'll appreciate the step up in trip. He's had the two runs back at Caulfield and he just hasn't been able to find the front and control the race like we did see him do at 1400 as a two-year-old. So I expect him to press forward from that wide gate, find himself on speed and run a better race. And in for fourth, I've thrown number eight, Mr. Mozart. I've been with him at Caulfield. He's sort of over-raced, done a few things wrong. Maybe the step up in distance and the bigger track will uh, see him improve. Seven from one, two, and eight. With Artorius on top, uh, probably didn't like chances on the turn there. He was a, a long way back in last and, and wide and needing some sort of effort to win. He, he handed in some sort of effort. It was an excellent um, last 200 metres. He just missed Bruckner there. <clears throat> a pleasing return will only improve up to 1,400 metres. Uh, won't dive into the price, but he's on top for me. The one. Got the seven and next to Lalu. As Joel um, mentioned, rating in 94, gets it at 57 pretty well compared to some of his rivals he meets here. Um, I think he can improve second up with the blinkers. I've got the nine in for third, Vilana. A hallowed crown colt to beat Frontman at Sandown last start. Um, bit of a gutsy effort to, to hold on there. Frontman's won quite well at Mornington earlier this afternoon. Um, John ideally and Vilana and I think can improve from that second up win and in for fourth I have the five daily bugle I thought was hitting the line nicely first up um, and there's another should prove up in trip one seven nine five uh, yeah couldn't go past Artorius at the weights to beat he's exceptional Tujukaka and Hilal one three four and seven race three at Flemington on Saturday winning edge Poseidon Stakes uh, this one also for the three-year-olds, but uh, restricted to the Colts and Geldings. Set weights and penalties, 1,100-metre uh, listed event, Joel. I'm with Team Hawks again here, number seven, Dio. Always had plenty of time for this bloke, full brother to Sunlight. Uh, cost him a stack. He trialled super before the silver slipper. I think he was sort of 18 or $19 at one stage for that race. Heavily backed into 650, but looked all at sea on the wet ground. He then switched states, found a dry track at the Valley and ran well for second behind Scorched Earth. Um, tipping he's improved in the break. And, yeah, just on an each-way basis, happy to play Dio from two ingratiating, the obvious big return from him in the vein stakes. He's back to last from the outside gate and just ran past them all. He's going to be very hard to hold out. Three finance tycoon, first run for the new stable. He was outstanding, winning in fast time. At Caulfield back in April, that was on the back of his fourth in the Blue Diamond. And in for fourth, number one, Shaquiro. He's three from four on good tracks. He's been a bit hit and miss, but uh, he's won a Magic Millions. He's won a Pago Pago, and a dry ground suits him best. Seven from two, three, and one. The call of two on top in Grey Shouting for the first up win was was indicated he's come back in terrific order. Obviously, his, um, his most recent preparation in the autumn was was fantastic. And then the way he sort of rounded them up then from a difficult posse, I thought was, was excellent. Uh, beat some pretty good horses there. I think he's right on track for um, this preparation and run up to that. I think it'd be hard to beat again. So the two on top, giving the five ranch hands, um, a bit of a 
a chance at odds. He, his recent trial in Sydney was, was quite good um, alongside Yanis, who was a ran ripper and a JJ Atkins last preparation. They cleared out on Hinged, who's a new state acquisition to the Wallace Stable, pretty handy horse from Queensland. I just thought well over the odds, sort of $16, $17 of, of those trials. It's got good first up form, it's drawn nicely, an informed jockey on board. Um, look at his form, his probably best form might be on wet tracks, but it's only lightly race and he has run well on a dry surface before. So I thought he was over the odds in this ranch hand. So two on top of five. I got the one in next Shakiro, um, very promising Colt, who does his best work on dry tracks, three wins from four starts and in for fourth. I have the uh, three finance tycoon. Two, one, sorry, two, five, one, and three. Ingratiating for me, too, from finance tycoon Jigsaw and Shakiro. Uh, two, three, four, and one. Race four at Flemington on Saturday. Captain Teeb Stakes. Set weights and penalties for three year old Phillies over 1,100 metres, job. Another one at some value here. 11 Pretty Woman. She looked very good winning her first two at Canberra in fast time. Then went to the group two Riesling and it was a horror show. She just never got clear, only beat one home, but uh, untested up the straight uh, in that Black Opal preview at Canberra at start two. She beat Glistening, who did win that Riesling. She also beat Bruckner, McNeil Stakes winner from a couple of weeks ago. So the form's measured up. No recent official trial. Uh, so it's a bit of a, a bit of a query, but uh, good trainer, Matthew Dale, and he can travel his horse as well. So I'm happy to be with her each way from five crystal bound. Speaking of uh, form being frank, she was excellent on debut at the Valley, beating he's exceptional, stakes winner since, and then bumped into Jamea in the Percy Sykes. And she, of course, was uh, the feature winner last Saturday at Randwick. So good form from her first prep, Crystal Bound. She'll run well. For Sarah Des, couldn't have done much more in her first prep. Uh, won a maiden, then went straight to listed company in Adelaide and bolted in. Wasn't the strongest listed race, but uh, she did it well. Certainly uh, keen to see how she measures up. And eight, Ashima. I think this is sort of her hitting zone. I'm not sure she's going to be a strong, you know, strong filly beyond 1100, uh, but she's very consistent. And uh, Annabelle Neesham has sent her down here. I think she's found the right sort of a race for her to measure up and run well in. 11 for me, though, from 5, 4, and 8. Pretty keen on the 5 here in Crystal Bounds. Um, impressive debut win at Mooney Valley, defeating his exceptional and Hunnam, who then ran the Quinella. At Caulfield next start um, in the autumn. In the Percy Sykes in a good form race there. <clears throat> the recent trial I thought was, uh, the recent jump out at Caulfield was pretty good. She sat, 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 sat handy and wasn't asked to do a whole heap in what was a pretty hot field. And um, she held her ground of ground to the line. Take, took a little bit of ground off Fake Love, who was a, the tear, tear away leader in the jump out. Uh, it was a nice piece of work. Um, and she's come up. A good price here first up, and I think she'll be hard to beat. Um, it's a very talented filly, Crystal Bound. So my top pick, I agree with Joel and with the 11 pretty women being an each-way hope in this, uh, the form that, uh, behind her in that Canberra, uh, Canberra Black Opal preview. Obviously reads well. Um, they'll let her rip down the straight. Very speedy filly. And in for third, I have the six. Picarone is one who's been scratched quite a few times and it's been kept fresh since the last start. Seventh, uh, not much luck that day, but... I like the trial win prior and in for fourth of the seven frost flowers is a winner down the straight. My numbers five to beat 11, six, and seven. You'll yeah, well, find another one at a bit of value here in number 10. All about Eve, who uh, on debut defeated Mac and Cheese, who was, you may recall, was the subject of a very tragic each way 
bet and the, the lazy lobsters last week. Uh, and then uh, I was probably a bit unlucky not to win uh, her two subsequent starts either. So I just thought at about 15 bucks was a fairly good value first up. To beat Crystal Bound, Dosh and Sarah Des. So 10, 5, 1 and 4 for me. Race 5 at Flemington on Saturday is the Sofitel. This is a 1,400-metre handicap for four years old and up. Joel features the uh, second-up run of the boom galloper, Ayrton. Ayrton's going to have yeah, plenty of admirers. He's going to be very hard to beat. It was a dominant win first up. Um, I'm going for Cherry Tortoni. I think he's got a big win in him, this prep, Cherry Tortoni. I think the Turak and the Cantala are probably his two ideal targets over a mile. I think he is a, a very good miler. Uh, 54 and a half. I think he's well treated here against Ayrton, and it's sort of eight dollars and two fifty or two forty each way. I thought he was the better play. I think he'll run really well. Uh, Ayrton in for second. No knock on him. One Crosshaven. has got good Group One form. That was a good return at eleven hundred behind Mask Crusader. You'd have to think this is going to suit him a bit better. He is two from two at Flemington, and eight King Magnus. Uh, no knock on him, just having a ripping campaign. He's up a little bit in weight, obviously, losing Alana Kelly's claim. Uh, you, uh, he couldn't beat Ayrton on the run the other day, but he can be competitive. Uh, five on top from two, one and eight. Yeah, hard to go past Ayrton with the first up win. Um, <clears throat> did what the market expected him to, but it was an impressive watch nonetheless. <clears throat> um, so he's on top for me. I think Crosshaven... The exotic horse, you want to play Quinellas or Exactors. I thought he was very good first up over. Probably an unsuitable trip for him. Um, 1,400 metres more is go. He ran third in an all CF4 stakes over this trip um, last campaign. But considering he's only um, one and a half kilos off Mask Crusader, and uh, thought he's pretty good behind that horse. And yeah, consistent gelding, I think, can improve second up. So two on top of one. Cherry Tortoni, a chance as well, first up. He's in for third and in for fourth of the seven regards, Marie, for the informed stable. Two, one, five, seven. Uh, yeah, very similar for me. Ayrton to beat across save and regards, Marie, and Cherry Tortoni. Two, one, seven, five. Race six. First leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturday is the Furphy Let's Elope Stakes. This is over 1,400 metres at set weights and penalties for Mayor's job. Uh, eight Zoo Dancer for me on an each-way basis. I thought she was jumping out super before this prep. They kicked her off at 1,200. She had a big weight, wide draw at Caulfield. thought she was pretty good there, even though missing a place. They kept her at 1,200 last start. She sort of got dragged back from by a tiring runner coming to the corner. She had to sort of rebuild her momentum. I thought she did a good job there behind Pintoff. Uh, the Inferno came out of that race. It's been a good form race. I think uh, Damien Oliver on board can push forward 1,400. Much better trip for her. She looked outstanding winning the vanity over this track and trip uh, earlier this year. One instant celebrity, the obvious. She's two from two second up. Just took her a while to wind up. Uh, she sort of you know, didn't really corner that well at Caulfield and then a little bit one-paced early in the straight, but she really attacked the line well for third behind Probabile first up uh, out to the 1,400 and being second up. Uh, she gets her chance to win 15 Impecunious. I thought could improve. She needs to because it was only a benchmark 78 first up. But she had 59 kilos. I think she'd be better for that run. She was uh, most unlucky in the Group 2 Armanasco last prep. And then she was placed in the far lap and the Vinery. So she's got a bit of talent, this girl. I think she's over the odds. And 14, Turath just continues to climb through the grades. This is another step up. 
uh, but she beat Anavisto quite well last time out. And uh, Anavisto certainly would have been in my numbers here had she not been scratched. So Tura has to be respected. Eight on top, though, from 115 and 14. Yeah, with the 14, Turaf on top. Um, what the emergence from this man, this preparation. She was only winning a benchmark 64 at Sandown Lakeside about six weeks ago. Um, and the two runs since, two wins since at 1,400 metres have been very good. Absorbed a, a bit of pressure last start and still too strong for them, holding off Ana Visto. Um, I think she can continue to improve. And her record now at 1,400 metres is four from six, three from three in Australia. Um, so... And a good draw. I think she can hopefully can go on her winning ways. Certainly, there's a bit of depth in this race, but seventeen butter chickens first up, and will probably improve over a bit further. But she couldn't have trolled, jumped out any better than she did. Um, she was excellent in her first campaign. Just what a spark to be running home, but she got plenty of classes. Mare in for third. The one instant celebrity. Uh, well, plenty of fans after the first up run behind Probabile. We'll go back from the wide draw and be hitting the line hard. In for four, I've got the three, Quantum Mechanic, who kicks off of a suitable trip. Uh, I think the fresh form is quite a little bit better than it looks on paper, um, but she quickly sort of came to form last preparation and held it sort of around 1,600 metres. Um, she's a very talented mare and can run a race first up at a price. 14, 17, 1 and 3. Instant celebrity for me to beat the Tassie mare, still a star. Taraf and Zoo Dancer, 1, 5, 14 and 8. Race 7, second leg of the quaddie at Flemington on Saturday. Lexus, Bobby Lewis quality, 1,200 metre quality handicap for uh, four-year-olds and up, Joel. A nine away game for me. Listeners remember I was quite keen on her last week, but they elected to scratch from the horror draw. She gets in well here, down to 53 kilos. Slot her run at Caulfield off that bit of a freshen. Was very good behind Pintoff. Uh, really did surge late there with the 58 kilos. I think at around 6 or $7, she's a, a great bet each way. 11 express pass on the quick backup. He snuck in off the ballot last week and won well. Uh, the Chautauqua Stakes, I think, uh, you know, he's, he's always promised to be a stakes-grade horse. And he might just be, uh, you know, reaching his potential now. Uh, won Zutori. He's won this race the last two years. New market winner last prep. Uh, he will run well because he just always does down the straight. And two, Jonker. He's uh, the query. First go down the straight, but he's really built some consistency for Tony Gollan. He's a fast horse. I expect him to run very well also. But nine away game for me from 11-1 and two. Yeah, Jonker on top for me. He's, he's been reinvigorated since arriving the Gollan camp. He's obviously showed plenty as a two-year-old. Form tapered off and then sense of Brisbane and his... Um, Sort of found a new lease on life. His first run for the stable, which was the summer of 2020, so about 10 months ago, he broke the track record of Doombin. Flogged him, leading all the way from a wide draw. Um, his form since has been very good. He was third in the Galaxy. Um, only grabbed late by an outstanding performance by Vega 1, the stable mates in the Kingston Smith, Kingsford Smith Cup at Group 1 Eagle Farm. His form's been excellent since arriving at Tony Gollan. He goes, it goes well fresh. The straight, as Joel touched on, is, is the query, but uh, if you can handle that, I think it'll be too fast for these. So two on top. Uh, I've got the, the nine in next away game, um, which is a ripping mare. Obviously, many were hoping she'd get past Pintoff there, but she just just ran out, ran out of room late, but she was an excellent effort. Closing uh, splits were excellent <clears throat> and always runs a very good race, this mare. So nine in for second. I've got the 12 in next... Serious suspect. Second up form, very good. I thought did enough first up in the Ori Star. 
You know, he loves a straight. Gets him well at 53 kilos. And in for fourth. Have the four, Splintex. Two on top of nine, 12, and four. Uh, same exactly for me. Yonker to beat away game. Got the straight specialist, the astrologist for third. Express pass for fourth, two, nine, five, and 11. The big one is the third leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturday. It is race eight. PFD Food Services, Maccabi Diva, 1,600 metres, standard weight for age. And like all the group ones, at a minimum, uh, in Melbourne over the spring, it is worth a million bucks. Joel? Sticking with Aegon, I thought he was super first up in the Mems. He just got a bit too far back. And, you know, he was back near last on turning and he's finished off strongly for fourth. Hopefully he can settle a bit closer. I think he's going to be even better with a bit of given the track. I'm not sure we're going to get that uh, bit of rain tip for Saturday, but not much. So he's going to have to do it on top of the ground. But I thought he showed in that Memsey Stakes that he's up to this level and he's going to be 10 to 1 again. So have to follow up each way from 10. Mawanga, excellent return win in the Wink Stakes, beating very elegant. Uh, just he's been to Flemington before, ran super. So that's no issue. I think he's the hardest to beat for imaging who I was with in the Wink Stakes, and it was just another hard luck tale. That's twice in that race for him and numerous other times in other races. Uh, he can win a race like this if he gets the brakes. And six incentivized. well, he's been heavily backed uh, since Wednesday, since final acceptances were taken. He's obviously the X factor. Six from nine looked amazing winning over longer trips up in Queensland. This is his toughest test, but uh, have to keep him safe. It is a tricky race, this, because uh, not much speed. So uh, there is... Yeah, it could be a bit of a muddling tempo, which makes things interesting. But nine on top from 10, four and six. I'm with four imaging each way. Yeah, no luck first up, as Joel touched on. Um, I think in a race that doesn't, with this race here without much speed, he can sort of be one that not necessarily lead, but certainly roll uh, forward. Just because I possess some tactical speed. And just <clears throat> a lot of races get too far back and caught up in traffic. It's happened a few times. It happened last start, but... I think he can sort of settle, certainly in the first four or five um, in running. He's got a very good second up record. I think he's well over the odds. It is an open race, as I touched on earlier, but 27 to 1 um, at the moment. I thought he was worth an each-way bet. He's certainly uh, good enough, classy enough to, to win this. So four on top. I've got the 10 in next, which is Moanga. Um, hard to ignore the first up win going past. Very elegant, which is probably more suited at 400 metres and very elegant his first up. But it was an excellent... Performance regardless, uh, no luck in Iran with Guinea's second up over this trip last prep. In for third, I've got Colette. Uh, doesn't get, won't get a preferred wet ground here, but thought was excellent in the Memsey. Uh, quickest last 200 metres of the race there, and um, we're certainly running on hard. We'll be suited to 1,600 metres in for a very nice spring off that first up performance. And the 13 inspirational girl, second up form, and form over 1,600 metres is hard to ignore, and, and she too was good in the Memsey first up. So open race, but I thought imaging worth a pretty good price. That uh, was, was a good price and worth an each way bet. Four on top of 10, 11 and 13. Uh, Aegon, for me, like Joel, to beat Moanga, inspirational girl and incentivise. So that is uh, 9, 10, 13 and 6. Um, specials at Flemington, we have been through. In fact, three of them were in that race. Aegon, my best. Aegon, Joel's value and imaging Daniel's value, my value, was all about Eve. Race four, number 10. Joel's best was away game, uh, which is race seven, 
number nine, and Daniel's best crystal bound up against my value bet, and that is race four, number five. So only three races to concentrate on there. As we mentioned, Kembla Grange is the venue for New South Wales Metro Racing on Saturday. We The black type picks off in race five. Yet again, it's the three-year-olds. It's the Drinkwise Dulcify Stakes, 1,500 metres, set weights and penalties, a listed race, Joel. Yeah, number seven, Silent Impact for me. Uh, it's been a, a bit of an interesting campaign. They obviously p- pulled up stumps a little bit after his Rose Hill win at start two. That was back on July 24. So it's seven weeks between runs, and he goes from 1,200 to 1,500. I guess that that's the negative, but the positive is, is that he was given a very searching trial at uh, Gosford last week, and he responded really well underneath Tim Clark to win the trial in good fashion. I really liked what he's been able to do in those two wins. He's been, I guess, probably under a little bit of pressure, and I'm not sure those sprinting trips are really his go, but he's just he has showed a, a, a nice enough turn of foot and, and just been too strong at both at Goulburn and Rose Hill. Beat a subsequent Group 3 Quinella there at Rose Hill, plus another winner. So the form's good. He'll roll forward from that inside gate. He's very hard to beat. 13 Stray is the roughie that I'll be having a little bit of a saver on. Uh, this uh, lightly raced filly from the Anthony Cummings yard. The debut run was very good. Finishing fourth, beaten less than three lengths behind Palele. That was back in December. Thought she was unlucky first up on the Kenzo track in a maiden. The winner, Profondo, has got huge wraps and he won well. But Stray was locked away for most of the straight. I think she runs a clear second. Uh, certainly gets close to the, to the first pair that pulled away from the rest of the field. Uh, the step up in, I think she will be looking for a step up in trip, but an extra 100 metres should be far enough. I think she can run well, even though she's a maiden. One Tiger of Malay, obviously going to be hard to beat, carried the 61 and beat subsequent group three when a coast watch first up and in for fourth, number three, Royal Zell. Well, no knock on him. He continues to rack up the wins. This is probably his toughest test today. Seven for me from 13, one and three. Got one with it at a bit of a price here in the 10, Allegron. First up went at Newcastle, 400 metres. Didn't beat a whole lot, but it was a pretty impressive performance to the eye. Put him, put him away pretty quickly and could have won by, uh, by, what, by much more there. He was second up last prep at Mornington at 1,500 metres. Finished second behind Daly Bugle, who I've given a, a place chance to in that Exford plate at Flemington earlier in the day. Um, I just thought at a price, he's, he's worth a bet after the, the impressive first up win. He'll obviously come back nicely. So Allegron on top, the 10. And for second out the one Tiger in Malay, who does have to deal with the wide draw this time around, is able to um, get through on the <clears throat> fence from the inside draw with the 61 kilos first up. An impressive win. And obviously Coast Watch, the runner-up, since won well subsequently. So 10 on top of one. Yanis, the, the, the flying arty colt, still a maiden, um, this bloke. But the recent trial was very good. He was excellent, as I touched on earlier, in the JJ Atkins last preparation. I think he'd certainly... Has the class to win this first up. And in for fourth, I got the 11 hinged. 10-1-4-11. Race six at Kembla Grange on Saturday. Coolmore Scirocco stakes 1,200-metre group two set weights and penalties for fillies and mares, Joel. I've gone with the Kiwi on Trivier. She's been well-backed again off early markets, as she was a couple of weeks ago when she was scratched from the toy show with her big weight and wide draw. This is much more suitable. 55 and a half. We've seen her once in Australia and it was an outstanding run in defeat when it just edged out late by... For...
bit of a favourite of mine. She's very consistent. She always runs well. I'll certainly be having a saver on her at around the nine or ten to one quote. Uh, one forbidden love. Excellent first up in the toy show. Only the winner had better last 600 and 200 metre splits. She'll be fitter for that run under the belt. And eight written beauty. Well, she bombed it at the start there in the toy show. Just had too much to do. She also hit the line very strongly. Four on top for me, though, from nine, one and eight. Yeah, with the eight written beauty on top, I thought her... <clears throat> between runners, as Joel touched on, blunted the start, but she was picking up nicely late and handed some very fast late splits. She's a two-time winner, second up. Um, she can jump with them. She's certainly a chance to win. So the eight on top for me, the four on Trivier in next um, form New Zealand sort of speaks for herself, and she was excellent behind Fasika, Sapphire uh, Stakes in a sole run in Australia in the, in the autumn, during the autumn. Um, it's a very good chance. Eight, they're, they're the main two for me, eight and four. be playing around them. The one forbidden love, outstanding first up. She looks to come back in, in gripping condition. And then the, the nine, my busher as well. Uh, eight and four, I think the main two on top of one and nine. Race seven, first leg of the quaddy at Kembla Grange on Saturday is the Shondon Theomark Stakes 1,300 metre quality handicap. Joel, group two. Yeah, one at a bit of odds here down the bottom, number 12, Discharged. Thought he'd been trialling up quite well for this. He's stepped up to the stakes company last time, uh, last preparation and ran very well. He was just edged out after absorbing plenty of pressure. First up in the Christmas Classic uh, when 11-11 was able to storm home from the back. Bumped into that horse again up on the Gold Coast and then missed out on soft ground in Liverpool City Cup behind Think It Over. Nothing wrong with that form. In fact, Discharged did beat that Group 1 winner this time last year. I think with 53 kilos on his back, he can press forward and give you a good sight at 20 to 1. Six private eye, excellent first up win in the show county. Looks to have returned in great order. Uh, in for third, number 10, Big Parade. He's been heavily back since acceptances came on Wednesday morning. He's another go-forward horse. Big drop in weight, 61 down to 53 and a half. He gets his chance to measure up to a good race. And eight halal, as uh, spoke about earlier. Not sure where he's going, but if he's here, he can be competitive with the blinkers back on. 12 from 6, 1 and 8. Wolf 2 Ice Bath on top. Um, super consistent mare. She was resumed over a sprint trip first up and um, it was very good in defeat there. <clears throat> um, she, the rise, it's only a slight rise trip of 1,300 metres, but uh, she'll certainly be fitter for it. And she, her second up form reads pretty well. So very genuine mare on, on top for me, the two. Ice Bath. Rohirin in next. Look, first up form, five for five. But the recent troll uh, wasn't... Two clash, flash hot, really. It wasn't asked to do a whole heap. I was sort of liked him go a little bit better. Uh, I'm saying that I'm going to give him a chance to this based on his, his excellent first up form. He was terrific in the Magic Million sprint last preparation, third, third to Jonker after settling last of the big field. Um, so he's certainly got to be a hope, even though, the, as I said, the trial was um, a little bit plain to my eye. Private eye, excellent win first up. Just knows how to win. Seven of ten now. Um, she... He quickly found form up, second up last preparation in a good race and then went to Queensland and won a hot race there. A good form race, rather. So he can never be left out. And in for fourth, I have the 11 Embracer. My numbers, two on top of three, six and 11. The big one at Kembla on Saturday is race eight, the 4X Run to the Rose. Only 1,200 metres this time. And it is a group two set weights and penalties for three-year-olds, Joel. 
Yeah, I've gone with eight remark. Not happy with the barrier, but uh, look, there's not a lot of speed in this race. So I'm not sure if they can try and push forward and, and get him into the first four or five. He might be able to slot in. In the Congo, should lead. Uh, Shaquiro was a go-forward runner. He's out. Home Affairs, I think, will come across and sit handy. But apart from that, not too much pressure up front. Uh, they may also have their eye on the Golden Rose with Remark and just snag him back and let him attack the line. And if uh, the pace is on, he can win. Either way, I'm with him. I think he's a class colt. He'll be very hard to beat. Two Animo, outstanding two-year-old, uh, brilliant running the Golden Slipper in defeat and then just uh, gave them a hiding in the size produce. Uh, three Captivant, who finished third behind him in the size. He got his group one in the Champagne. Thought he returned with a, a very good effort at 1,100 in the San Domenico, just where the 1,200's too sharp second up. But he goes in the numbers, as does number four, Converge. Another that will improve next time out over a shade further, but really taken by his recent trial, showed a good change of speed there. So I don't think there's any doubt that he's come back in good order. Eight on top from two, three, and four. With the two, Adam. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, go on, Dan. Sorry, you're right. Very excited to see this Colt resume after his deeds in the autumn. Um, the... Last that most recent one, the size produce was um, was excellent, and he beat some good horses, a profiteer in the Todman, and was huge after covering ground in a blue diamond. So he's already proven himself to be very smart colts, and I think he can get the job done here first up. Um, Change a goal with a good from a good draw. So two on top. We've got the five in next home affairs. First up, the Chris Waller. Um, he he sort of. First up in the cat, there was a race down the Todman, never a whole heap of luck behind Animo. It was only half a length behind him. And then a little bit disappointing on a soft track at, in the Golden Slipper. Um, I think he can come on from that preparation here. And I think he's got quite a bit of ability and certainly over the odds in this. Uh, wide barrier, no help, but um, just can roll along from that, from that wide draw. And hopefully without doing too much work can, um, can sit handy and, and get, gain a bit of cover. So... I think he's a value in the race, too, on top of five. Stay inside in next. Um, he's a little bit better than we saw first up. And he got, he got eight remark in for fourth. Uh, two, though, two and five are the main players. And this two, five, one and eight. All right. Now, we have heard about Joel's specials, which was uh, race five, number seven, silent impact, and race seven, number 12, discharged. Daniel Marzu. Um Sorry, who was your? Uh, oh, sorry, you, you, we haven't heard either of yours, uh, Daniel. So we need, uh, we, which is quite good because you take us out in the last two legs of the quaddy races nine and ten. What have you got for us? Yeah, Marzu race nine is the best value on the cards. Um, look, he's run so far this preparation to the eye. I haven't looked great. He's a better colt than that. He's been contesting better races. The Rosebud and the San Domenico. Looked about his chance in the small field last start, but uh, it wasn't beaten far, but I thought he would do a little better there. He's back from stakes grade. He's 55 down to 54 kilos here. He's third up. I think he should be ready to peak now um, back in a week or race. So, but it was over the odds. A little bit of specking throughout the week for him as well. So, Marzu, the, belt, the value of the day at Kembla. Race 9-11. The best comes up in the last. Um, it wouldn't have been many better wins uh, Brooksbeer first up on that Kensington card, that midweek meeting. She absolutely toyed her rivals first up on the back of a really nice trial, which is on trial form. Uh, obviously a mare with plenty of ability. She um, not, didn't have much like in a group three race at, at this track. Last preparation, second up. Caulfield win was excellent, then ran 
well in Australian Oaks again without much luck. So a very classy mare who resumed over 1,400 metres and just was far too good for them, bolted in, uh, running away, and then could have won by a little bit more, I thought. So Brookspire looks one to follow this preparation. Um, and with, uh, with a bit of luck from the wide draw, will be hard to beat. Race 10, number nine. Alrighty, they are racing on the course proper at Morfittville on Saturday. Daniel, what have you found for us there? The best bet is race seven, number one, another award. Um, she was a horror watch first up. Over a thousand metres over this trip and just she crossed the line a little bit untested there. Never really had a crack. She got a very good second up form. Was placed in all three starts and I think she got a class edge on a few of these. Um, not a, a bit of a race of the long a long tail. There's a couple of handy types in Fighting McLaren and Howe, but another award sort of um, run well in, in much better races and with even luck this time around will be really hard to beat. So the best, race seven, number one. Uh, the value comes up in race number uh, five, and that is the two, Boss Pan from the Michael Hickmott stable. Um, not much went right on debut at sales since transferred stables to Michael Hickmott. Looks to have a bit of ability this horse and finds a pretty winnable maiden here, second up. Um, format of that sale race isn't too, isn't too bad. And again, we'll, be, be, we'll need a little bit of luck from the wide draw. But this looks a nice race for him and he's at a back, back of a leech way price at the moment. So race five, number two, Boss Pan, the value in Adelaide. Joel, nothing in Adelaide? No, nothing there for me, Bart. Okay, we switch up to Doombin, and despite racing at the popular Doombin track, not really that. Uh, we don't have huge fields there and uh, quite a few scratchings already as we speak to you. On Thursday afternoon, Daniel, fairly late on the program for your specials. That's correct. Dream Reacher in the last race. Uh, he's one of the more informed horses in Brisbane at the moment. He, he beat Champagne Artie two starts back. That horse then won its, his next three, and then... Last start, he charged late, um, sort of appear there, was a long way back off him, and charged late to just miss We Own a Smart One, a horse that's won six of seven in Brisbane. So he's fine, this preparation. He deserves another win. He's had three minor, two runner-up finishes and one win from four starts. He's drawn to get the gun run, and uh, it'll, be, I, it'll be very hard to beat in the last if he gets the breaks. Dream Reacher, race, race nine, number 10. The value comes up in race seven. I thought Blue Odyssey first up. Performance was very good considering he's, he's a horse that hasn't shown much fresh form to date. Um, he led them up there and was only passed late. He dropped from 58 kilos, 51 and a half um, for this, and second up form reads pretty well. So I just thought he was over the odds. Um, he is up in grade, there's no doubt about that, but considering in the past he hasn't really done much first up, the fact he's come back and, and run a game race first up this time indicates he's um, in for a good preparation. So I'm willing to follow him second up. Race. Seven, number four, Blue Odyssey, the value. All righty. In Perth, once again, they are racing at Belmont. And there is a stakes race, small field. It's race seven, the Han Super Dry finally stakes over 1,400 metres. A man in Perth, BJ Ryan, thinks that uh, Notorious One has won three from four this campaign, steps up into listed level uh, this time. And BJ likes his chances to beat. Tell them we're coming. Media Baron and Western Temple. So that is seven, five, six, and four. BJ's best. Uh, his specials, in fact, bookend the program. Best is race one, number seven, Harmaker. Having 
his second start, or her second start, I should say, and Dunbar, the value bet, that is race nine. Number 11, Joel, earlier in the day across the Tasman, they are <laughs> at Tarapa in New Plymouth. Yeah, Tarapa, my best bet is race six, number four, River Run. He competed in the first race of Tarapa last week, and it was a bad watch if you were on him. He just never got clear. The whole way up the straight, he was forced to just jog along in behind the place getters. He finished fourth. Quick backup won't be a problem after such a track gallop. Uh, he has uh, he was a winner at the start before, so he's in form. I think he can bounce back and certainly turn the tables on Barbara, who did win that race last week. Meets her better at the weights and uh, with even luck can turn the tables. My value bet's in race one, number eight, Street Kid. Thought the debut run wasn't too bad. Did plenty wrong there at Ruakaka. Uh, last 100 metres was okay. I think uh, Blinker's on and with the benefit of that experience, he meets a few newcomers here. Thought he might represent a bit of a, a bit of value. Eight runners in the race currently. Hopefully that remains and we can have an each way play. Uh, New Plymouth, the best, comes up in the last race nine. Number one, ladies man, lightly raced four year old, coming along well. Was six weeks between runs last time out. Worked home quite well at the mile. Step up in distance suits on her home track and a value bet currently in two races. Uh, the mare called Cheers. She's in race three and four. I think she'll run race three. She's uh, got the four kilo claimer on. She gets in with no weight. She's only won one race. She's been a bit of a heartbreaker, but she's run plenty of placings. She's been placed two from her last five. And just think on her best form, she can get away with a race like this, but uh, must be each way with her. All righty. That wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia and brings us to our best $20 bet for the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Yes, well, after uh, after sweeping the board with three winners the week before, very, very hard luck stories last week. Um, away game, Joel, of course, was scratched. Mine, mac and cheese each way was paying 260, 280 a place. Uh, missed third by about a millimetre and a tissue. Uh, 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 Daniel, I see by... Shane Anderson's tweets that uh, it was one of the great modern tragedies. Yeah, I, you, it was one of those races you sort of stopped watching at about the 600-metre mark or even on the turn, you, there was no hope, but he did, as, did extremely well to get as close as he did, so an excellent run. Um, but, yeah, obviously not to be for our segment. Uh, well, speaking of our segment, how are you going to atone this week? I'm going to go in the last again, this time Brisbane. I think Dream Reacher will be really hard to beat. Race nine, number 10 at Doombin. Joel? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to jump off away game. She will be hard to beat. And as you said, she was scratched last week, but I'm slightly more confident about Silent Impact at Kembla Grange. So race five, number seven for me. Uh, all righty. Well, look, I think I'll, despite... Um... Despite getting burnt last week after uh, a hat-trick of wins, I'm going to adopt the same um, 
the same strategy and go each way on one at a bit of odds. This one's actually at even greater odds, and that is uh, race four, number 10 at Flemington on Saturday. All about Eve. And that wraps it up, punters. Leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning posts if you haven't already. Uh, it is online as we speak to you. It is in the shop's first thing Friday morning. Uh, for those who are buying the printed edition, we must apologise for the lack of a Dubbo Cup Day Sunday form guide in there, even though Dubbo is mentioned on the front as uh, in the index. Unfortunately, the stewards were not able to get those because the nominations were so huge they couldn't get the fields done in time for that edition. So we've got coughs over there. Dubbo is, however, in your online edition. Uh, that takes it out, so it takes us out, so um, we can only say have a great lockdown weekend or non-lockdown for those of you who are lucky enough to be out and about. Have plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.